Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. San Antonio Sports Star Audio Vault is brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds. 225-2121 or online at mybestbailbonds.com. James Pledger, Jack Thompson, The Saturday Morning Hangover. Welcome into the Saturday Morning Hangover. We are your hangover without the headache right here on San Antonio Sports Star. 94.1 FM and AM 1250. I am James Pledger. You can follow me on Twitter at I am Pledger. I'm joined by my guy, the birthday guy. What up? Mr. Jack Thompson. <laughs> follow him on Twitter at Jack underscore Thompson 33. What's up, man? Thanks for... uh circumventing the yeah. sun for another year for us <laughs> of course i do what i can out here <laughs> uh jack so how was it man <laughs> now nah, it, it was a great day yesterday for sure for real felt a lot of love from all my people just had a good time with anna so would would you end up doing for your birthday because yesterday was the actual day although today's probably the throwdown right I mean, we threw down pretty hard last night. There's no <laughs> I, doubt about that. But I expect uh, nothing less. Yeah, yesterday, let's see. We started the day. Anna and I went to brunch. Nice. Which We're was cool. Up. We uh, went to Almo Biscuit Company. Oh, nice. Yeah, it was pretty good. I had some pork belly eggs Benedict. That was Ooh. pretty dang good. And then mimosas to start the day. Or? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nice. Mimosas to start. And then after that, uh, we went by her place. Because that's where she had, uh, like, my gifts and stuff. Mm-hmm. So we went over pool there. Pool time? What's good? Any pool time? Nah, we hit in the pool today. Nice. Yeah, we hit in the pool today. But uh, then uh, we went to see Lightyear, which was cool. We'd really? been wanting to go watch that one. Okay. Thoroughly enjoyed that. Fun movie. Very, very nostalgic for sure. I and- was wondering, because it's... It's catching a little bit of criticism online, so I was wondering if it was worth it to go see Lightyear. No, nah, I thought it was good. Yeah, I I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, I don't know why it would. Are, I don't know why people would hate on it. I don't see anything to hate on. It's I just mean, a, a it's, Disney movie. It's like doing a Woody story without Tom Hanks. Yeah, but I mean, You're doing it without Tim Allen. Yeah, but Chris, it's he's like young Buzz. Tim Allen kind of, mm-hmm. you know. Kind of long in the tooth these days than he was twenty twenty five years ago when when Toy Story one came out. That's fair enough. So I I thought Chris Evans did a great job as Buzz. Nice. Yeah. So I I we both thoroughly enjoyed that movie. Then after that we went and hung with my parents for a bit, and then we went to this place called the Divide off of Babcock. Ooh. Really cool, like food truck park and bar. Drank a bunch of beers there. Closed that <laughs> place down. They closed at like 10. And then we went to uh, this bar in Old Town Holotus called Pete's that we always go to. And we closed that place down too. Nice. Shot a lot of pool. 
So took, it was a, took it was too a many good shots. Night. Yeah, it was, it was a fun night for sure. I had as a great long time. as you took too many shots, that's all yeah, that matters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't have you coming in here in your right oh, state of mind. Yeah, the Saturday morning hangover is a real thing today. <laughs> but we're here. We're here. We out here. So you got the pool today, right? Yeah, we're having a pool party today, so at, that should be legit. At honest or at your place? At at our place. Nice. Yeah. Is, yeah. Uh, Rob gonna do any grilling? Yeah, yeah, he's gonna grill some burgers for us and stuff. Nice. Mm-hmm. Gonna put, be a good time. Put the man to work. Oh yeah. <laughs> nice. So we have a fun show for y'all. Thanks for joining us. Seven to nine, the new time. Thanks for locking us in. Uh, Thor: Love and Thunder is coming out today, or or I'm going to see it today. Mm-hmm. It came out Thursday night, Friday morning. I'm stoked about that. I'm really excited to see Christian Bale as Gore the God Butcher. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, I really I really want to see that too. That that's high on the list. It's um it's up there. I'm excited. I'll let you know what I think today. I'm going at three thirty. Uh Summer League is underway. It has been underway, but it's officially underway finally for the Spurs, mm-hmm. who joined the action in Las Vegas against I'd the Cavs. Every summer league game up until yesterday just that that doesn't was, shock I was me. At all. <laughs> I mean, of the things that would have shocked me, that was way near the bottom of my list. <laughs> hey, it's hoops, man. I it's watch hoops. any hoops, anytime, anywhere. It's hoops, and it's the last of it. We're going to get in to what people should be looking for in these summer league games here coming up in a little bit because how how are you going to watch it? Uh, it's basically just a glorified pickup game yeah so you got to be careful what you're watching for because a lot of summer league it's not great basketball a lot of summer (laughs) league people come out and go like this dude's gonna be amazing and then we see him struggle in the league i mean we saw brent forbes score 34 and 31 points when he was in the summer league i mean he was obviously gonna be an all-star yeah so (laughs) watch out watch out for those guys but the Spurs off to a slow start, falling 99-90 to the Cleveland Cavaliers yesterday. We'll get into that in just a little bit. Also, NBA free agency has been kind of a bit of a dud. Like, outside of Kevin Durant's trade request, free agency's kind of sucked. Yeah, it has. And it's been real slow. Is there any way that it's going to pick up or we just are where we are at this point in free agency. We'll get into that coming up here in about 10 minutes. Also news out of the Dallas Cowboys. Stop me. If you've heard this before, (sighs) Zeke's in the best shape of his career. (laughs) Yeah. I think I heard that a couple of times. Have you? Okay. Once or twice. Okay. We're going to, we're going to figure out what that actually means and if we can trust it for once coming up at 7 30 of course we've got your weekend plans rob fifth wheeling it this weekend we're gonna find out about that and other nfl storylines around the league we're locked in on the cowboys training camps just a couple of weeks away but what are some of the things we're looking forward to when it comes to the rest of of the NFL. We're going to get into that in the 8 o'clock hour as well as what you should be looking for. But we'll start things off with the San Antonio Spurs. They fall last night 99-90. I know that you were locked in before you went out drinking. Mm-hmm. I-, I figured that was something you-, you scheduled time for for your birthday. Of course. Of course. Always time for hoops. Always time for hoops. It's not an easy watch, but did you see any 
positives yeah. out of yesterday's oh, yeah. loss because I know I know Primo went for twenty. I know Blake Wesley went for twenty. By the way, your first round picks, Malachi Branham and Blake Wesley, both signed their deals yesterday. So now mm-hmm. the entire rookie draft class is under wraps for the Spurs. They've got Shoan under. They've got Wesley under. They've got uh, Malachi Branham all under contract, ready to go. It's always good to see that knocked out early. But what did you see yesterday, and who were you most impressed by during the summer league game? I mean, like you said, our three young guards all hooped really well. It, everybody kind of came out to a slow start besides Blake Wesley. Mm-hmm. But uh, towards the end of the game, when everybody was, was comfortable, I mean, Primo, Wesley, and Bronham all looked solid. I was very... Very happy to see their play. They all scored the ball really well. Mm-hmm. They all had pretty decent shooting percentages for their first game. Mm-hmm. And combined, they shot 10 for 17 from three, which was very nice to yes. see. Uh, five assists from both of our young point guards, which is nice. This team just struggles with the bigs. I yeah. mean, we don't really have any bigs out there. What? But your dad is is hyping a man. He is the president of the Dominic Barlow fan club. Man. This guy knows nothing about Dominic Barlow. I'm gonna tell you that right now. <laughs> he is the fan of the Dominic Barlow fan club. There's upside for sure when it comes to Barlow. I mean, six nine, really lanky, very mm-hmm. athletic, but overtime elite. Yeah, I went to overtime elite. So he played no college ball. He was still playing basically high schoolers last year. So the learning curve is going to be huge for this guy, for sure. He basically skipped a step, and uh, now he's going to spend a lot of time cooking down in Austin, for sure. I'm not sure we'll see him in a Spurs uniform this year. So his development on Austin, what would you say? Barlow being 6'9". We talked about it before. He's. I was thinking Shemezi Metu, maybe. Yeah, that's... Pretty good comp for him. I I think his ceiling might be a little bit higher than that because he's so young, and he he's already shows a pretty good shooting touch. With Chamezi didn't develop until two three years into the league, mm-hmm. but yeah, that's a good comp. Definitely some high upside, but it's a very low risk, high reward for us right now. I mean, we signed him unsigned, undrafted free agent. He's gonna sit in Austin for the full year, I'm sure. So we'll, we'll see a year from now what he's looking like. Now, for those of you wondering, Jeremy Shohan did not play. He is uh, not returned from COVID. He will miss the yep. entirety of the Las Vegas Summer League, although we did see pictures of him sitting uh, mm-hmm. at the court side with yeah, uh, yeah. all the stars out there in the Summer League. Oh, but yeah. He having fun out there for sure. It's easy to point to Primo, Wesley, Branham, and be like, these are the guys we need to pay attention to. Mm-hmm. But is there anything from anyone else you saw during Summer League yesterday? Yeah. Honestly, I really like Darius Days. Okay. Dude's a physical monster. six eight, super cut and really strong, very athletic, can guard, you know, three, four, five. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm intrigued by him. I think uh, we didn't see a lot of Jordan Hall, and he kind of struggled while he was out there. But I think he's got some pretty decent upside. That's a, another 6'8 guy that's more of like a, a point forward type. Mm-hmm. Passes the ball really well, uh, and he can shoot it pretty well from deep. 
So I think uh, those two really off the bench are the only ones I see that, you know, could stick around. A name a lot of us are going to be drawn to, Kyler Edwards, mm-hmm. <laughs> because of his ties both to Texas Tech and, and to the Houston. University of Houston. Yeah, But not, didn't get a lot of burn in that first Yeah, game. not really... Not really a league guy. I mean, maybe in a couple years, but right now, I mean, we just have so many young guards. Sure. If he wants to stick around in the league, it, it ain't going to be with the Spurs. What about Austin? Because they are filling yeah. out their Austin Yeah, yeah, no, well. he'll be in Austin for sure. I mean, he's a dog on defense, shoots it really well from deep, leader at the point guard position, just a little bit undersized. Not really athletic, like above-the-rim athletic. Mm-hmm. So he's going to have to become a straight-up knockdown shooter for sure from three and from the mid-range if he wants to uh, find his way into the league. Somebody else that Rob told us to circle and pay attention to during G League or during the Summer League session was DJ Stewart. He's somebody that... It did get a lot of burn yesterday. Mm-hmm. Got over 22 minutes, seven, seven points, three or four from the field. Not awful. No. Seven is six assists, four rebounds, too. Mm-hmm. Now, DJ Stewart's good. We saw him play a couple games last year. He kills it in the G League. I mean, so does Robert Woodard, too. Those guys are, are beasts. Woodard's a beast in the G League. Yeah, those two are beasts in the G League. They just, you know... Neither of them do anything exceptionally well. They can both kind of shoot it. They're both big, tall, strong, athletic, fast guys. So and that for them to get them to, from Austin to San Antonio, they got to do something. Exceptional. Yeah, you've you've got to find your niche and uh, really shine in it. And I mean, DJ Stewart could just be like you know, he could just be that kind of Draymond Green kind of garbage man type player that. Doesn't do anything exceptional besides, you know, his hustle and his grit. And that can be that can a, be enough. That's a skill right there. That's a lot of that's a skill that a lot of players don't have and they Draymond don't want Green's making a living out of that being a skill. So if he can find his role kinda like that, I could see him sticking around, but I don't know. It's it's a guy we've seen already for at least two years and he's going into his third so if he don't make it, it's gonna, you know, might be time to look to another organization, try and find your way through there. Especially because he's already older mm-hmm. than basically everybody on our roster. Uh-huh. <laughs> so he is Jack Thompson. You can follow him on Twitter at Jack underscore Thompson thirty three. I am at I am Pledger. Look, you're locked into the Saturday morning hangover right here on San Antonio Sports Star. We're gonna take a look at free agency when we come back because. We had all these illusions of grandeur when it came to what free agency was going to bring this year, and so far, zero of the things for zero of the teams have happened. How bad is it? We'll explain coming back right here on the Saturday Morning Hangover on San Antonio Sports Star, 94.1 FM and AM 1250. Stay in the know with San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 94.1 FM on Facebook, Twitter, Tinder, and Instagram. Welcome back into the Saturday Morning Hangover right here on San Antonio Sports Star, 94.1 FM and AM 1250. I'm James Fletcher. I'm joined by my guy, the birthday guy, Jack Thompson. We're taking you all the way till 9 o'clock this morning as 
NBA free agency, we we're led to believe it was going to be amazing. It has been far less than amazing right now. And I just want to I want to go over these with you real quick. This is uh an article I found talking about the ranking the best free agency signings so far of the 2022 class. Mm-hmm. Coming in at number 8, we got Isaiah Hartenstein. Jesus. To the New York Knicks. That's number 8. Good lord. That tells you how good free agency's been. Dante DiVincenzo to Golden State at number 7. That's kind of a sneaky good That's grab for them. That's a sneaky great signing. Yeah. But when it's your 7th best move in free agency? No, for sure. <laughs> There's no doubt about that. John Wall to the Clippers. That should be one. It feels like it, right? It feels like that's been the most impactful move so far in free agency. (laughs) Otto Porter going to the Raptors. That could care less about that. (laughs) You tell me that's better than John Wall? Here's a great one. Amir Coffey to the Clippers. And he just re-signed with them? He just re-signed. That's no news. TJ Warren going to Brooklyn. That you know, good get. that's a good get if they can get bubble TJ Warren. That's a good get. You're always chasing bubble Warren. Yeah, that <laughs> guy was like thirty a game, him. man. That was insane. Kayvon Looney re-signing in Golden State. Not news. Not surprised. <laughs> and the number one best free agency move this offseason. You want to take a guess? I don't even know. What if I told you that Bruce Brown on a two-year, $13 million deal to the Nuggets was rated as the best offseason move? (laughs) The look on your face says it all. Bruce Brown is a solid role player. Yes. (laughs) John Wall is definitely the biggest one of that group. But it just goes to show how wholly uneventful free agency has been yeah and we I thought mean, it was going to be this huge thing we didn't we, yeah we didn't see any of the people move that we thought would Beal didn't go anywhere levine didn't Harden go anywhere didn't go anywhere and deandre ayton is has, stuck in this purgatory yeah. because of kevin durant mm-hmm. like they're holding on to him because they need somebody to match a salary basically and yeah. give a young Former number one overall pick, give a young prospect in return. So the whole DeAndre Ayton thing feels like it's waiting on this Kevin Durant thing to fall. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. I agree, and who knows when that's going to happen. Do you think it even happens? I mean, judging by what they're looking <laughs> yeah, for in return, probably not. When you're asking from Minnesota, Cat and Cat, Edwards, Edwards, and four and firsts, five firsts. That are unprotected? That's a lot, man. You got your damn mind. That's insane, dude. Is even Kevin Durant worth that? Not at this point in his career. He's 32 now. Like You're going to get one more contract out this guy. He's got four years left on his deal. I mean, do the Nets have any incentive to try to acquiesce to his demand? No, nah, I mean, the Nets moving him is a good idea. Because this, he probably this is probably the last four years of this man's career. Mm-hmm. 
at 36, I can't imagine KD still playing. Like, he's so independent from basketball already that I think by the time he's almost 40, like, and who, like, injuries and all that mm-hmm. all come into play too. So it's a smart move by them to try and move on from KD because you can get a hell of a lot. But that's too much. But you know what ruined it? Minnesota's the one that already ruined that ruined the market by trading five picks for Rudy Gobert. Mm-hmm. They ruined the market. So what that's what they get. Walker Kessler, which was their first round pick this year. Yeah, Walker Kessler and Malik Beasley. Three of those Vanderbilt. Are protected. Yeah, they ruined the market. So I'm not ex- surprised that they shot that offer right back at them because that's what literally they just traded that. Hey, they'd be like, yo, you traded that for Gobert. We're trying to give you KD. Mm-hmm. But Ant Edwards and Cat, I mean, that's too much. Because Minnesota would suck if they gave that, those two away and just had you KD. You don't think Gobert and KD is enough? I mean, that would be so suck. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean. So where do you think he does end up? He probably stays. So if you, they don't lower the asking price. So you don't think he gets out of... Yeah, they might lower it, but they're still going to want, like, your best two players and at least three unprotected, I would imagine. So we'll see. They got to lower it for sure. It just depends on the team, where they think they are in terms of their roster makeup and how close they are to a championship. Do you see Kevin Durant basically trying to force Brooklyn's hand with the only leverage he'd have, which is playing do you see him actually being able to set out to force his way out no i don't either because the dude just wants to hoop he does want to hoop but he's also like the most sensitive guy in the league and the amount of like return fire he would get from nba twitter would be unimaginable because they're already are looking for any sort of thing to talk crap to KD about. Do you think Kyrie gets moved? Or are they going to basically run this back? I would run it back. I would try my best to run it back. You bring in, I mean, you got a good squad there. You do. Especially with those two. And you add TJ Warren, which is a great third option on mm-hmm. offense. Joe Harris would be healthy. Yeah. Seth Curry, you re-signed Patty Mills to a vet men. I mean, you got a good squad out there. You lost Bruce Brown, which was your your best defender. That's that's going to be tough. But, uh, yeah, I would try to run it back. And then blow it up next year. Is there anything we're missing? Like, do we see an Aiton deal getting done? Or is he just going to basically return on the one-year restricted and be a free agent next year unrestricted. I definitely think that is a high possibility of that, for sure. But also, I could see an Aiton, Miles Turner swapping of other players in there to trade. In a sign-in trade? Yeah. There was rumors late yesterday that Indiana was kicking around the possibility of throwing out an offer to... I'll get, I'm telling you right now, I'll give, if I was the Spurs GM, I'll give you the best offer you can get for Aiden. You, you really can because yeah. you have more cap space than anybody else. But speaking of that cap space, 
what do you think the Spurs are actually going to do with it? Are we going to see them do anything? Everybody getting a raise. Or, <laughs> or are we just, are we so far into this, you know. Tank mode, yeah. Yeah. Are we finally going to see them go through with what we've actually been kind of hoping they would do in terms of hitting the reset button? Yeah, I mean, probably the latter on that. I can't imagine at this point we go and make a huge splash in free agency. We might bring in another guy, maybe. I don't know, but everybody getting a raise, that's for sure. It's crazy to we think. Ain't, we're not going to use $40 million in cap no. space. <laughs> no. <laughs> but there is the possibility you do have Keldon coming into the final year of his deal. No, nah, that's you what sh- we're doing. That we're, I think we're, we're going to sit and wait and pay our, our guys next year and still have a lot of cap space. So I think it's a smart move. There's only one scenario, and I've I've kind of I've sent it to you that could really just revamp and bolster our our team and get us back into you know high level contention. However, highly unlikely that scenario exactly. may be. Yeah. What is said scenario? So if you know, I'm, with your if 30, I'm forty if, million in caps. Yeah. If I'm Brian Wright, I'm sending Yach, Jay Rich, and Doug. And, you know, two or three, I'm sending two first. They rebuttal for three. I'll give them three firsts for DeAndre Ayton and Cam Johnson, who is a free agent next year, I believe. And then I'm going with my leftover money, mm-hmm. which will still be $20 million plus, about. Not a, not a, yeah. Yeah, with getting rid of all 15. those guys, yeah, fifteen to twenty, it'd be something in there, and going to get Colin Sexton, and then you run into five with Colin Sexton, Devin Vassell, Keldon, Cam Johnson, and Aiton, with all the young guns coming off the bench. Mm-hmm. That'd be a solid team. Sounds simple enough. It could be done. It's just we're not going to go do it. Who do you think Colin Sexton eventually ends up signing with? Because he. Outside of eight and seems to be the biggest. Those are the two the left, yeah, that are worth their salt for sure. I've seen a lot of Dallas buzz, and I think that would be a fantastic fit for him next to Luca for sure, Putting especially le- losing Brunson. Wait, how the hell was Brunson not on that list that you just gave me? Obviously, they don't think very highly of the Jalen. He's Brunson better side. than everybody on that list. The problem is, <laughs> everybody on that list has a very manageable contract. You have just maxed out Jalen Brunson. That's true. I mean, fair, but he... My, my guess is that list, they don't see the value of Jalen Brunson in terms of four years, $104 million versus the production he's actually going to have in New York. He, that I, would be my guess. I think he's going to show up. I think he's going to be good. He's... And they got a bunch will, of... They're going to start defend. three lefties on that team. He'll... He'll fit with Tibbs. Yeah. That's for sure. They are legit going to start. Their best three fa- players are going to be left-handed on that team. Brunson, Randall. Randall, and R.J. Barrett are all left-handed. Really? Yeah. That hey, is for, force them all right. Force them all right. That is crazy because, A, you just don't see a lot of lefties in general. Yeah. Having three yeah. big lefties mm-hmm. all on the same team. That's a little bit crazy. Mm-hmm. He is Jack Thompson. I am James Pledger. This is the Saturday Morning Hangover. 
Stop me if you've heard this before, but Ezekiel Elliott may be in the <laughs> best shape of his entire career. We'll hey, he looks with... good. I'll argue him that. He trim. We'll break it down coming up next. And what you actually expect from Zeke as we come into the season? How important is he to what the Cowboys have going forward? Jack and I will discuss coming up next right here on the Saturday Morning Hangover on San Antonio Sports Star, 94.1 FM and AM 1250. This is Mike Greenberg. Let's talk the biggest stories in sports weekday mornings at 10. Oh! San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 1250. Welcome back into the Saturday Morning Hangover right here on San Antonio Sports Star, 94.1 FM and AM 1250. I'm James Fletcher. I'm joined by Jack Thompson. Follow him on Twitter at Jack underscore Thompson 33. Shoot him a happy birthday, if you will. Do it. Venmo him, Cash Apple, whatever. Send it. (laughs) Just send it. Now, Ezekiel Elliott, Mm -hmm. I hear reports is in the best shape of his career. Just like he was last year and the year before that and the year before basically every year since Fat Z. Yep. He's been in the best shape of his career. Mhm. One thing that uh that has in common with Zeke's been in the best shape of his career is every single year Zeke's stats have steadily declined to the point of last year where he finished with 1,002 yards in 17 games. Just mm-hmm. barely managed to crack the 1,000-yard mark. Yep. Playing what we found out was on a torn PCL. Mm-hmm. Bet on lines had some interesting odds when it comes to the Cowboys running game. BetOnline.ag set the over-under for Zeke this year at 900 and a half yards for a man coming off a thousand yard season. Mm-hmm. It also has Tony Pollard set at nine hundred ninety nine and a half. That's yards. rushing yards for Pollard. Rushing. That's a lot. That is a lot, but it's also not a lot for Z. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and take two hundred of that and of Pollard's. And push that to Zeke. I think Zeke's going to have a good year. I got. I got you do. I, I think so. Zeke, you're buying in. I'm not buying into. We're going to see you know all pro Zeke again, but I think he's going to have a good year. I think he also realizes if I don't show out this year, I ain't getting. I'm not securing that bag next year when I'm a free agent. Well, he's not technically a free agent. Yeah, next but year. you know, but you, there's a lot of talk of us, the Cowboys potentially you know cutting Zeke and mm-hmm. so, whatnot. So. Which would make sense, but we also haven't do, seen the Cowboys do a lot of things that make sense. So would it shock you if they held on to his contract? No. Wouldn't shock me, especially, you know, if he balls out. I think he's going to have a good year. I think I think Pollard will have over 1,000 all-purpose yards easy. I think he's going to spend a lot of time as a receiving back. How many? How important do you think Zeke is? To the Cowboys being successful this very, year. Very. Oh, very important. You think he's yeah. extremely important? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think he's very important. To the point where if he doesn't hit the over on this 900 and a half yards. Well, if he don't hit the over, but we get 1,000 from Pollard, then that we're, we're sitting pretty with, you know, almost 2,000-yard rushers. Mm-hmm. But, um, 
if Pollard, if neither of them show up with these kind of numbers at the end of the season, the Cowboys probably did not have a good year. I look at at Zeke, and he does. He looks shredded. Yeah, he, he does. He looks in the quick. workout videos. He looks shredded. Yeah, he looks shredded. Quick twitch. He looks good. But you but know, I've we've seen, this seen in the all those videos before. before. Yeah, so time will tell. But I got I got faith in my guy Zeke. I got faith. Do you have faith in the coaching staff to go away from Zeke if he is not Zeke? Because yeah. that was something we saw last year mm-hmm. was despite Zeke not being Zeke. We were pounding him anyways. You know, arguably, Tony Pollard should have been getting those carries. Mm-hmm. Do you have faith that the coaching staff, if or or is this above him to where like Jerry's like I'm paying him you better run him. I think it's I don't know, it's hard to tell. I mean the proof is in the pudding for sure and we have seen as recently as last year where Zeke was not producing and we were still giving him all these touches for sure. But I think with what we saw from Pollard last year if Zeke I think going into the season it's probably like a 65-35, mm-hmm. split between the two. And I'm okay with that. Yeah, I'm cool with that. But I think if Zeke isn't producing, I think it will level out more to 50-50 split between the two. I I would love for the Cowboys to be able to recognize this isn't working and go in a different. You know direction. what we we literally have right now is the Chargers backfield from like three seasons ago. You got what? older Melvin Gordon. Oh, Gordon and Eckler. And you got Eckler, the emerging young stud. So, and by the end of that season, before Melvin Gordon left, Eckler was kind of taken over. Mm-hmm. So we could see that for sure. I would love to see that. Mm-hmm. It would at least show to me that the Cowboys are. Observant. Yeah. And that's something we really didn't see from the Cowboys mm-hmm. last year in terms of this coaching staff. Yeah. Is observance. Mm-hmm. If, you know, the the short passing game wasn't working, they stayed with it regardless. Yeah. If the running game wasn't working, mm-hmm. they continued to belabor that point. Yeah. If, if the offensive line, if you had Connor McGovern holding seven times in a game, they weren't putting in Connor Williams or Connor McGovern. Like they yeah. weren't flipping yeah. to get away from the issue at hand. Mm-hmm. And that's when it comes down to it, that's what I want to see out of this coaching staff this year is the ability to, to adapt. coach. <laughs> Just adapt. Yeah. Because it feels like we're doing this and nobody's gonna stop us from doing this. Yeah. No, I agree. And as great as that mentality is in terms of asserting your will, mm-hmm. I think it is far more important for you to have self. Yeah. You know, the ability to kind of self uh, uh, evaluate. evaluate yourself and be like, this isn't working. Mm-hmm. How can we make this work? No, I agree for sure. We're going to have to see that. And. As much as everyone talks about Kellen Moore being this offensive guru, young, you know, just young stud at the play calling position, for me, 
it often got pretty stagnant in the play calling. Extremely. Yeah. So I'm going to need a lot more, like, trickeration, movement, pre-snap, mm-hmm. different routes, stuff like that. And uh, we'll see. I mean, everybody seems to have When you watched the Cowboys last year, did it feel like you were always throwing to the receivers at a stop? Yeah. Like a hook to mm-hmm. where you're coming back to the ball, an in to where you're kind of yeah. throttling down and mm-hmm. laying up. Did it ever feel like things were coming across the formation full force and you were throwing to spots rather than receivers? Yeah. I, now that I think about it, I mean, it was co- that constant Amari Cooper 10, 15 yard dig, dig them out, use your footwork. Keep them going. You cut back to the ball. So yeah, definitely. I I I do remember them a lot of like stopping the play Stationary rather than yeah, rather than it being you know letting our guys be able to show out after the catch. But Am- Amari's never really been that type of receiver. I sure. think CD will thrive in that role. He's slippery and really strong. I think James Washington thrives in that role. Mm-hmm. We've got Mike Gallup who in my opinion, has, you know, top three feet around the out-of-bounds line in the league. He's easily. Yeah. Easily. One of the best boundary receivers mm-hmm. I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. In it's, terms it's ridiculous. of his awareness. Yeah, it's his body control and awareness around the out-of-bounds line is insane. And uh, I think I think Tolbert can be a really good run-after-the-catch kind of guy, too. Who do you expect to what who do you expect the most from this year in terms of the guys that they've brought in whether it be a rookie or a free agent signing like James Washington who do you expect I think James Washington can really thrive in that you know a a bigger role he's been itching for it for a long time in in Pittsburgh and when he's gotten his his shot he's shown out in it and played really well big strong really fast guy so I think he's going to have a good year. I think Tolbert's going to have a good year. Um, I think uh, our other tight end, Ferguson, could put some pressure on Dalton to, you know. I think so. you got to show out to go get paid, or we got this guy right behind you that's chomping Looks at your just heels. just like you. Yeah, so I think, uh, and he's a better blocker than Dalton is for sure. So I th- I think we've got some some really good young young pieces that I think will have good years. He is Jack Thompson. I'm James Pledger. You're locked into the Saturday morning hangover right here on San Antonio Sports Star, ninety four one FM and AM twelve fifty. I'm gonna find out what's going on the grill today other than some hot dogs because I might I might have a suggestion for you. All right, I might have a suggestion for you. A little little birthday shenanigans today. We'll talk about that more coming up next right here on the Saturday morning hangover. AM 1250, and of course, that blowtorch that is 94.1 FM. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! The Dallas Cowboys play here. Touchdown, Dallas! San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN 94.1 FM at AM 1250. Welcome back into the Saturday morning hangover right here on San Antonio Sports Star, 94.1 FM and AM 1250. I'm James Pledger joined by Jack Thompson. You can follow us on Twitter. He is at Jack underscore Thompson 33. I am at I am Pledger. 
Thanks for spending your Saturday morning with us. So, Jack, you said earlier today burgers and dogs likely going on the grill, right? Mm-hmm. Nothing crazy. Nothing crazy. But this is this is time to shine, man. <laughs> put put Rob to work. Make him make him do something a little more taxing, maybe. What you got in mind? How, how many people you got heading over? Probably like twenty. Oh, okay. Yeah. So steaks ain't gonna cut it. Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. See, I thought it was like eight, ten people, yeah. whatever. I was like, no, nah, it's a pretty solid crowd coming through. Oh, okay. Well, That's why that, we're going with the burgers and dogs. A that bit. makes more sense. Yeah, yeah. That makes a lot more sense, mm-hmm. especially with the amount of people yeah, coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all making your homemade ranch water for this? Oh, there will be ranch water to be yeah. had for sure. Because I'm intrigued by y'all's homemade ranch water in terms of everything that y'all use for it. So... Mm-hmm. The way I understand it, y'all use a tequila, mm-hmm. Topo Chico, mm-hmm. some lime juice, mm-hmm. the. You gotta dress the rim. Yeah, with, with the trechas or the chili tahin. powder. Yeah, tahin, trechas, whatever you prefer. Yeah. What else goes into y'all's ranch water? It's basically it, bro. Really? Yeah, it's basically it. Because I've heard that this stuff is. It's good. That's definitely good. It's great by the pool when it's hot, for sure. Yeah, and judging by the... Oh, it's going to be a hot one. Judging by the weather forecast I just saw, we're looking at 104. Mm-hmm. I remember hopping into my car yesterday being all black, and that oh. th- that temperature said 109 as I got in the car. I was yeah, like, bro. Whoo! I'm in my this freaking rental because yeah. some douche decided to run into my car on Sunday. By the way, I... <laughs> Bro, I do want to get into it. Oh what kind of God. luck are you having? So I knew that there was a little bit of an issue, but nah, he... what in the hell happened to your car? So Ann and I pull up after Saturday. We've been out drinking with our homies. We get home probably like 2.30-ish. Mm-hmm. And, you know, me not in the best frame of mind. I was like, you know what? It's late. I'm going to just park on the street. Yeah. So... Cause I got two roommates. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't want them waking me up to move the car to move my car. So I was like, and I do it. I never park on the street. I never do. But for some reason, it just felt like the move that night it was not the move. It was apparently. the furthest thing from the move. Let me tell you that. <laughs> so <laughs> so we wake up. We don't even wake up and see it. I wake up to my neighbor pounding on my door. Okay. And she's like, yo, some someone hit one of y'all's cars. And then I look, and it's my car. <laughs> and my car has been moved at least a full car length up, turned sideways into the driveway. It tore up the street and the asphalt. What? And the entire trunk, rear bumper headlights is about six inches smashed in and somebody was able to drive away from it must that? have been a freaking tank dude it must have been a car with like a cattle guard or a truck with a cattle guard or a big ass suburban or something because they took my car out man they took <laughs> it out 
So you're in you're in a loaner right I'm now. I'm in a rental for at least the next month or so because it it's gonna be they're gonna have to chop off the back end of my car and replace everything. Oh, they're not totaling it. As far as we know, they have not totaled it yet. Wow. With the amount of damage that you just described, the fact it that just they're a, it hasn't we haven't taken it to the shop, but that Geico adjuster came out and he was like, it doesn't. From what I'm seeing right here. Without knowing the internal, if yeah, there's any, especially with the frame. Yeah, if there's, yeah, but with what I'm looking at right here, it doesn't look like it's gonna be totaled. Wow. And so I, but I mean, I got getting a new car. I've got it fully insured, and if it's, I got gap insurance too. Yeah. So if it is totaled, then I'll, I'm gonna be straight either way. But my God, man, what a way to start your birthday week! I, right. <laughs> Like, that happened this week. Yeah, it happened on Sunday. Like, Sunday. And what's crazy is nobody heard it. I got three roommates. Anna was there. Talked to all my neighbors. My next door neighbor, he told me he fell asleep in his living room on the couch. And he and didn't, didn't hear, hear it. Didn't hear anything. Because you figure the amount of damage that you just described, that that thing made a ruckus. Oh, yeah. It had to have been insane, dude. It's just like that saying, if a tree falls in the forest and no one's around to hear it, does it make any noise? Apparently it did. It got, that's got me thinking, man. <laughs> if you don't see it. Because that had to have sounded like a bomb going off. Hey, he moved my car a full car length. And there was, like, your alarm's not going off on your car? Like, because usually you hit a car and, like, all of a sudden you got... Nah, nothing. Just woke up to it, turned sideways into the driveway. Good lord, dude. Yeah, it's a mess for sure. I am just shocked that nobody, not you, your girlfriend, your roommates... Your neighbors? All the, talk to all the surrounding neighbors. Especially the one that fell asleep in the living room. Yeah, no one heard anything. That, that yeah. feels like it shouldn't happen. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. It does not make sense. <laughs> it's, I'm, I'm shook. Like, I can't fathom mm-hmm. the fact that you have basically watched a bomb go off in the back of your car. Yeah. And nobody was there for it. Oh, man. Speaking of which, the Spurs did make a move this week in Gorgie. free agency. They they brought in Gorgie. Hey, I like Roby, It's a though. return, and that's the guy I wanted to get to is Isaiah Roby. I like Claiming Roby. him off Oklahoma City from off waivers. 6'8", mm-hmm. big. Yeah, very it, strong, it, athletic. And when you listen to what Brian Wright was talking about leading into the draft and the way the NBA is going and you could have four, six, eight, six, 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 eight people on the floor at one time. Mm -hmm. Isaiah Roby definitely kind of fits that mold. Oh, without a doubt. And he shoots it really well. He's got a Yeah, he shot over 41% from three this year, I believe. Yeah, he shoots it really well. He fits the mold of the new NBA big. Small ball five, you know, stretch four, mm-hmm. stretch five. Yeah, I like it. I liked that grab a lot, and he fits the timeline. What do you, what do you see for him as, basically, his role on this team moving forward? What should we expect from an Isaiah Roby? Well, I mean, 
I don't say he, I'm not going to say he's, I want him to start because I want Jeremy to start mm-hmm. at the four. But this is a guy who's got two NBA seasons under his belt. He averaged 10 points a game last year, shot mm-hmm. at 40% from three. He could very well be our starting four coming out the okay. gate. And so you think he'll be, be he's going to get four burned. Five. I th- no, I think he'll play four and five, and I would love to see some sort of bomb squad with him and Jeremy playing the four and the five. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you got Keldon and Devin in there too, and you can just switch everything. Mm-hmm. I think that sounds very enticing. So, yeah, I think I think Roby's going to get a good amount of burn. He's definitely going to be in that second unit if he's not in the starting unit with with uh, John Co- or not John Collins, Zach Collins mm-hmm. in the in the second unit. So, yeah, I I really like that that grab a lot. He is Jack Thompson. I am James Pledger. Coming up next, the NFL is right around the corner. Training camp's just a few weeks away. As a matter of fact, the guys will be in Oxnard here mm-hmm. coming up at the end of the month, but. We've talked a lot about the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. We've talked a lot in general about what to expect from them coming up this season. But what about the rest of the league? What are some of the most intriguing storylines outside of Deshaun Watson? Because it feels like that's all we've really talked about this offseason <laughs> is Deshaun Watson, his suspension, and, and how long it's going to be. But what are some other intriguing storylines around the NFL? Jack and I will kind of break that down for you, let you know what has us looking forward to the NFL season outside of the Cowboys. That's all coming up next right here on San Antonio Sports Star 94.1 FM and AM 1250. James Pledger, Jack Thompson, The Saturday Morning Hangover. Good morning and welcome into hour number two of The Saturday Morning Hangover right here on San Antonio Sports Star ESPN AM 1250 and 94.1 FM. I am James Pledger. I'm joined by Jack Thompson. Go ahead and follow us on Twitter. I am at I am Pledger. He is at Jack underscore Thompson 33. Go ahead and give him a happy birthday wish, if you will. Welcome him to the land of the older. <laughs> now, closer to 30 now. Closer to 30 than you are 20 now. Mm-hmm. Welcome. Yep. <laughs> Jack the NFL is awesome, and we're just a couple of weeks away from it. So excited. God, I can't wait for fantasy football. I know. I've already I, started looking at like bro, I already, mocks. I'm already doing my own mocks. Of course you are. <laughs> <laughs> of course you are. Where? Speaking of mocks, before we get into the rest of the NFL, <laughs> where would you draft Zeke? Well, that's tough. Yeah, late second, third round. Okay, that's about where yeah. I was kind of figuring. Mm-hmm. But. It just also depends on you know who you get to snag in your first two. If it's the second round and all the Q, all the running backs are gone, like well, I got to take something. Oh, I got to take at least one RB one. So yeah, but I would slot him in that late second, third round. With the way the NFL has worked in terms of usage of running backs and and mm-hmm. how their stats. Are mm-hmm. almost across the league halved. Where do you take running backs now? Where do you value a running back now? I usually take a running back with my first pick in the first round, and then should we be trending away from that though? Given running back usage lately, 
because I think about this past year and it felt like, you know, Cordell Patterson was probably the best running back you could have had. Besides my man, Jonathan Taylor. Exactly. And, you know, whether it's Chubb or Hunt or... You just, you need a back you know is going to catch passes. Sure. And Chubb ain't going to do that. Hunt might do that. Melvin Gordon ain't going to do that. But you used to be able to look at guys and go, you know, he's... 15 touchdowns and 1,000 yards. Mm-hmm. You know, I can I can bank on him for 100 yards a game. Yeah. There aren't many of those running backs left. There's a good... I think it was kind of a... Last year was like a down year for a lot of running backs. Kamara had an off year. Chubb had a middling year. Um, You had McCaffrey the Melvin Gordon. Yeah, McCaffrey was hurt. You had Melvin Gordon and Javante splitting time. Mm-hmm. Chris Carson was hurt all year. So a, a lot of the backs that you're used to seeing in the ground and pound just weren't weren't doing it so well. So I think we'll, we'll see this year, but you definitely make a good point that the usage rate of just Is the body of, worth the pick? Yeah, exactly. Like outside of a handful of running backs. Yeah, there's a few out there that, you know, you can just automatically still bank on, but. But it feels like everybody, especially once they start to go, you panic mm-hmm. to get the next one in line. Yeah, and yeah. Those those guys you would take probably in the second or third round mm-hmm. are about the same as the guys you can get in the sixth, seventh round. Yeah, yeah. And there's not the big gap between. It also just depends on like what kind of league you're playing in. Are you playing PPR? Are you playing you I know, straight most, up? I believe most probably play in a PPR league now. Yeah, me and my homies, we play in a, a .5 PPR. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think one's a little much, but little points for catch is yeah. nice. .25, .5, yeah. whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. I, I just find it interesting in the terms of perceived value of running backs versus actual value of yeah. running backs and where we because let's face it if you had cooper cup last year or i had cooper Jamar cup, chase i had cooper cup and jonathan taylor on the same team nice oh yeah that was it was fun still fell to me that was a different team <laughs> that was a different team but i did fall yeah i mean last it year it was us in the finals though yep it was it was indeed i'm gonna be back there this year I just I started looking at it and I'm wondering should we adjust our value of running backs moving forward because of the Jamar Chases because mm-hmm. of the Cooper Cups because yeah. of the importance of these dominant number one receivers now mm-hmm. something to think on as we get closer and closer to fantasy football season but speaking of the NFL it is right around the corner and we've talked a ton about the Cowboys what to expect from the Cowboys I. Just asked you about Zeke and his possible fantasy prospects. Mm -hmm. But what about the rest of the league? What are some of the storylines that intrigue you the most heading into the season? I'll give you one to chew on as you kind of come to an answer on this. But to me, the Tyreek Hill-less Kansas City Chiefs Mm -hmm. is going to be a huge storyline for me moving forward because I'm wondering now if that Chiefs offense becomes a little more free-flowing Knowing that they don't have to force the ball to Tyreek anymore. Mm-hmm. No, it's definitely we're gonna let see 
I mean, not that we have not seen Patty shine, mm-hmm. but we're going to get to really see like what he can do in terms of hitting everybody in the field, different spots, different routes. It's not just going to be go route to Tyree, you no. know, four, three out of the four plays. So, yeah, it's going to be. And they got a bunch of different new types of weapons mm-hmm. in terms of they brought in Juju, Juju Smith-Schuster, MVS. Marquez Valdez-Scantling, mm-hmm. Sky Moore in the second round. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've got they've got some weapons that they've supplemented yeah. Tyreek Hill with. I'm not going to say replace just because that is a, that's a, a tough dude replace. to replace. Mm-hmm. But they've got the pieces in place, and Marquez Valdez-Scantling was, in terms of yards per catch, the best receiver last year. Mm-hmm. Definitely a guy that can go out and get it for sure. Yeah, I'm definitely I'm excited to see the Chiefs offense this year too. A sneaky get for them too. Watch out, Clyde Edwards-Helaire, as they got Ronald Jones. Oh, and he I think he gunning for that job. I'm hearing he may end up with that starting job mm-hmm. before this thing's all said. And yeah, done, which would be phenomenal. Yeah, he's a beast. He's definitely a beast. What are some other storylines that have you intrigued across the NFL? Well, to flip that, I want to see what the Dolphins are going to look like with this extreme amount of offensive riches that they have. But And people forget, they signed Raheem Mostert. Mm-hmm. They still have... Uh, Miles Gaskin. Miles Gaskin, the fantasy dud. They also <laughs> they also signed another good back. Yeah. I'm trying to remember who it was. It's um, old boy from uh, the Cardinals. Cardinal. Uh, uh, James. No, not James Connor. Um, uh, Chase, Chase Edmonds. Chase Edmonds. Yeah, That's Chase right. Edmonds. So they've got Raheem Mostert. Going to be hurt. Edmonds. Re- okay, Raheem Mostert going to be hurt after the first week. Let's just. Miles Gaskin. Salvan Ahmed, who made a name for himself last year, late in the season, and Sony Michelle. Oh, the and they got Sony Michelle. Man, that's a crowded RB room. Wow. And we know. With Mike, he gonna run Daniel coming from San Francisco. They're gonna be three of those, heavy play. Action. Three of those guys getting runs every game for they're sure. Gonna, they're gonna run the ball and they're gonna play action off of that. Mm-hmm. And so, it's not just the crowded backfield. You think about they've got Mike Gesicki, mm-hmm. Jalen Waddle. Mm-hmm. Tyreek. Tyreek. They signed uh, Cedric Wilson mm-hmm. in free agency. Yeah. Like, they've got so many weapons. Yeah, they have a ridiculous amount of speed and offensive weapons on that team. No doubt about that. Do you, nope. Another one. Do you trust Tua? See, that's the thing. I, I mean, we saw him take a, a good step last year. But mm-hmm. this is this is show out or... You show up or show out or whatever, however you want to put it. But mm-hmm. he's got to make a, a – he took a step next year. This year's got to be a leap in the right direction. So I think I trust Tua, but I'm not sure Tua's a guy that, like how uh, Orlovsky says it, mm-hmm. he could be a guy you win in spite of mm-hmm. instead of win because of. So we'll see how that pans out. I want to see what kind of another QB that needs to, you know, show up, show out mm-hmm. is uh, Jalen Hurts. Truth. A lot of pressure on that man. They bring in AJ. They got Devontae coming off his 
good rookie year. Miles Sanders. They got Sanders. So and they got Goddard who's stepping into that who stepped into that one and shined last year after mm-hmm. the Ertz left. So I he's got to take a big step too, or he could be out the door also. He could. And a lot of people, myself included, see the Eagles as a potential favorite in the NFC mm-hmm. East, yeah. despite the Dallas Cowboys being the reigning champion. No, they're right there. They're right there neck and neck for sure. It's kind of, like roster wise on paper, we're about even. I'm intrigued by what's going to happen at quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, that's going to be a fun, a I, fun battle. I think Mitch probably pulls it out. I, I do too. But, but that's going to be very intriguing going to be in terms on of for all year. He was the number three overall pick. Mm-hmm. A lot of talent. Number two overall pick. A lot of talent that's just been all upstairs for him. So if he can get his mind right, his body will follow because he's a beast. They may end up with a steal in terms of getting Trubisky the way they did mm-hmm. a couple years as yeah. cheap as he's going to be. Yeah. Especially knowing that, you know, he's got he's got the tools that made him the number 2 overall yeah. pick in the same draft class as Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson. Mhm. Yeah, he's got it all. Physically, it's mentally for him. So if, and if there's one coach in the league that can get him right, it's Pittsburgh coach for yeah. sure. Mike, Tomlin is going to get him right. Beast yeah, so coach. I think I think he's going to have a good year. I'm excited to see what Baker does down in Carolina now. That's going to be very fun mm-hmm. because remember this is a team that the Cowboys basically pantsed <laughs> after a three and zero start, mm-hmm. but they've got weaponry if mm-hmm. Christian McCaffrey's healthy. They've got. DJ Moore, DJ Moore, and Robbie, uh, Terrence, Terrence uh, Mitchell Jr. No, yeah, it's Terrence Mitchell. Is it Mitchell? Yeah, I think. Or is it Williams? No, I think it's Terrence Mitchell. I don't know the LSU. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. I just can't remember his last name. We all, I mean, you and I were high on him going into the year. They just Mm -hmm. didn't have a QB that could throw. I think he was a little banged up too, but they just didn't have a QB that could throw it to him. Now they do. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. (laughs) We will see. If, but that that train goes as far as Christian McCaffrey takes it, and of course it's going to be wholly fun to watch. Like every NFC West game is or oh, AFC West game is just going to be must see playoff TV. game every every week for them. So. It feels like it, right? Yeah. With I think we forgot just because of the time away, but the Chargers. That's my team. I they, I'm gonna say it now. I they were a the Chargers team last year. To pick the, they added J.C. Jackson and Khalil and Mack. Khalil Mack in, in the offseason. You got um, Khalil Mack on one side and Joey Bose on the other. That's Derwin James. Derwin James on one side and then J.C. on the Asante other with Samuel Asante Jr. Samuel Jr. That is a tough team, man. I like them to go all the way. That's a Super Bowl team in my eyes. Uh, I'm also excited to see what the Raiders be looking like. I'm excited to see that Fresno State connection between Carr and and his man. Uh, man, I, why am I drawing so many blanks? Uh, because we're so far removed from football, yeah. and we're trying to get back into yeah. it. <laughs> but uh, Vontae, Devontae Adams and um, Derek Carr. Derek Carr. I'm excited to see their connection. And now with Waller and Hunter Renfro. Yeah, Hunter Renfro going from. Showing out as the number one to going back to the number two, 
where he could show out even more because mm-hmm. everyone's going to be looking at Waller and Devontae. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be a fun team. And remember, they added Chandler Jones in the offseason as mm-hmm. well to go along with Max X Crosby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a that's a fun division, man. That's going to be good football. That division's going to be so sick. Mm-hmm. Let's say you 656 ESPN, 656-3776. David, welcome in. Thanks for calling those Kielbasa Bacon phone lines. What you got for us? Hey, nobody talks Texans like you do, man. Hey, um, I, I really think Lovey's going to lead us somewhere. Um, and I, I like Allen to quarterback him, but who's going to run the who's going to run the ball? They got, I think they got ten or eight or ten running backs. In uh, <laughs> it feels like it. No, they do. I think I, I think I'm a, I think I'm pretty close to right. I was uh, I was trying to look it up and. Well, they, they, they've got Rex Burkhead, who they signed to a contract extension. They signed Marlon Mack from the Indianapolis Colts this offseason. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to start the year. But that Pierce. Damian Pierce, their fourth-round running back, him, bro. he's going to make a name for That's himself a, sooner rather than later, I believe. That, that guy, Florida running he back. He runs mean. He runs angry. Yeah, he's that. He, he runs like Marion Barber, man. You better get out my way or I'm going to move you out of my way. Appreciate the phone call, David. Uh, yeah, the Texans are going to be interesting this year in terms of we're finally seeing like the, the strip down happen. Now we're starting to see the build back up and mm-hmm. you see certain pieces. Yeah. Marlon Mack, I think, was a low-key, really good free agency signing. He yeah, was he was one, good in Indy. One Achilles season removed from mm-hmm. a 1,000-yard season. Yeah. So... I think he and Pierce will and and Burkhead will make a nice tandem in the backfield. Mm-hmm. Davis Mills was the second best rookie quarterback last year, of and remember five of them went in the first round, and he was the second best to Mac Jones. And, and he you got can argue better and better. Are, you can argue going down the stretch, he was the best rookie. He, I quarterback. would say that he was. I think Mac Jones hit a little plateau at the he end. of the season. He struggled at the end of the year. Yeah, so I, I would say David Mills was the best, or Davis Mills was the best towards. You know, the last four games of the season, for sure. And Brandon Cooks is just, he's a walking thousand yards, man. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter where he goes. He's just a thousand yard receiver. Yeah. He's always open. You're going to get him the ball. But they added to that this year, especially with Nico Collins going into his second year out of uh, Michigan. He could be that big body Mm -hmm. red zone threat. And John Mechie, man, I am huge on Mechie. And I think he could Once be a get nice right. piece. Man. Oh yeah, he's gonna learn a lot from Cooks too because they kind of play the same type mm-hmm. of receiver. So he's in a good spot. Mechie's gonna be nice. I think Nico Collins is gonna be nice too. He reminds me of Chase Claypool. Yeah, he's just that big body, go up and get it type mm-hmm. of guy. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think the Texans could surprise in terms of you know five to seven wins this year like mm-hmm. nothing overly remarkable yeah, but i but think lovey's got this team and having some competency at head coach yeah definitely gonna help this i team mean out. having a competent head coach is worth at least three to four games on its own because <laughs> there'll be games where you you're playing an incompetent head coach so exactly so yeah i think the texans were they'll have an, an they're gonna take another step in the right direction this year for and sure year two of trevor lawrence especially speaking of competent head coaches getting doug peterson mm-hmm. over there that's gonna be nice for him and all, all that the money they spent in free agency mm-hmm. yeah 
And I think the Jets are going to be good this year, too. I mean, Christian Kirk got paid. Man's got paid, for sure. That's <laughs> he, the most I've ever seen a number three receiver get paid. <laughs> You're not lying. He is Jack Thompson. Follow him on Twitter at Jack underscore Thompson 33. I am at I am Pledger. When we come back, we're going to take a look at those Dallas Cowboys a little bit. Von Miller stirring the pot uh. again. It's God, always you just fun. had to stab me right back in the heart again. And uh, Micah Parsons had some things to say with Jory Epstein of USA Today. And I want to know if a young fella's uh, stepping a little bit too far out on a limb here or not, or if it's swag or overconfidence. We'll talk about it next right here on the Saturday Morning Hangover. San Antonio Sports Star, 94.1 FM and AM 1250. This is Jason Minnick on your home for Dallas Cowboys football. San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 94.1 FM. Welcome back into the Saturday Morning Hangover right here on San Antonio Sports Star, 94.1 FM and AM 1250. I'm James Pledger, joined by Jack Thompson. You can get at us on Twitter. He is at Jack underscore Thompson 33. I am at I am Pledger. Of course, you can tweet at the station at as a sports star, I want to I want to get this from a Cowboys fan to kind of see what your tenor is with Micah Parsons coming off one of the greatest rookie seasons we've seen mm-hmm. defensively, linebacker, rusher. I mean, he did everything. Yeah, and he was amazing at it. I'm mm-hmm. taking nothing away from what Micah Parsons did, but. Speaking with Jory Epstein of the USA Today, he he put himself in some in some very tall grass when it comes to player comparisons between him and Trayvon Diggs. It's hard to say we're the best because, as I know, we're young and we still make mistakes. Yep. And it's hard to put us over Aaron Donald, the greatest defensive player in history, mixed in with Jalen Ramsey. You know, it's 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 really hard to do that. So I won't do it yet, but I think we can become them or even better if we just learn together and we can stick this together through the long way. We could become them or even better. And you're talking about a three-time defensive player of the year who may be arguably one of the best players at his position in the history of football on top of a corner that we haven't seen since the likes of basically Revis Island when it mm-hmm. comes to Jalen uh, Ramsey. He's a guy that can legitimately take away half the field. Mm-hmm. Is he is he outstepping his coverage? He outstepping there a little bit. I mean, Ramsey is definitely attainable. You can Diggs could could become Ramsey. We never saw Ramsey get eleven picks. No. So Diggs, but we also did not see Ramsey give up a thousand yards either. I bet he gave up a thousand yards or close to it in his first or second year. I bet he did. I believe he was dominant from the get go. I mean, he's always been real good for sure. But I, Diggs tightened some things up. He could, I think, he could come close to Ramsey. Okay. But man, you talking about Aaron Donald? They talking about him being the best? Maybe like coat. the best football player. In NFL history, like okay, so I'm not out of the. Uh, he's it's overstepping not me just a little thinking bit. Thinking through, you know, geez, Cowboys again. Really, this isn't me. This is actually yeah. Parsons kind of stepping out a little too far. He, yeah, he overstepping there a little bit. 
I mean, he can definitely he could be one of the he could become one of the best you know defensive players of all time too. But it's hard to take the number one spot. It's always hard. I mean, you see LeBron have the best mm-hmm. stat wise career of anybody to ever play in the NBA, but people still say he's behind Jordan just because it's always hard to overtake the king. Mm-hmm. So. You're going to have to do some crazy stuff in your football lifetime to overtake Aaron Donald. Super Bowl champ, three-time defensive player of the year. Like, the the stuff that that man does is ridiculous. So, it's going to take a lot. But, I like the confidence. Speaking of Diggs and, and Ramsey and mm-hmm. what his potential could be, mm-hmm. he did speak on his teammate and... The fact that he get, takes a little bit of slack from fans and media alike because of his gambling nature in terms of, yeah, it led to 11 picks this year. Mm-hmm. It also led to over 1,000 yards receiving mm-hmm. against him. And Parsons spoke to that gambling nature. It's disrespectful to people, to me, because uh, I think, you know, he deserves all the credit in the world and he deserves to be named the top five corner is not the best corner in the league. Um, but, you know, when you gamble like that, I think we, you know there's always a chance that you give up a play. But when you make a play, everyone cheers and things like that, and that's just a game of life, just like when you double down in blackjack. When you got an ace on a 10 or, you know, a 10 on 11, you're like, yes. Like, you, <laughs> like that's what I'm talking about. When it flips over a two, you're like, damn. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, that's the risk and reward that we willing to give up in the game we play. So, um, I I want Diggs to keep doubling down, keep being him, because that's what makes the player he is, his confidence, his will to go after the ball. That's what makes him Diggs, not because he don't give up no yards. I mean, I've seen a lot of corners not give up yards, but their team not winning games. This game in the league is about how many times you can get the ball back and turnovers. You get the ball back with turnovers. So I'll take that any day of the week. Thoughts on the criticism that Jalen Ramsey, or excuse me, Trayvon Diggs is taking for basically his gambling nature in terms of mm-hmm. the, the amount of yards that he's given up? I mean, some of it is definitely warranted. You gave up a lot of yards, except that fact deal with the, you know, criticism and, and move on. You ain't got to get butthurt about it. It's the truth. Mm-hmm. You gave up over a 1,000 yards. That's a lot. But I think he deserves a lot more credit for what he did. I mean, sure. he's only in year two. 11's he, a huge number, yeah. but 11 is also what feels like a very unsustainable number. Yeah, it's super unsustainable. Going back to Jalen Ramsey, I looking up his his defense, his defensive stats, he only has 10 picks in his whole career. Yeah. And his rookie year, he gave up 900 yards. So there's growing pains. Mm-hmm. And I expect him to, you know, live and learn. Like, he's going to come back better and better and better and fine-tune his game, you know. Know when to gamble rather than always gambling. When to, you know, shadow coverage. When to, you know, give some mm-hmm. leeway. Stuff like that. And it's just going to come and go. But I think... uh he just got to accept the flack that he's getting from giving up over a thousand yards and just get back in the lab and make sure he doesn't do it again. Shut him up by your play on the field, not not your talk to the media. Speaking of 
the flack you're given. Von Miller's coming at the Cowboys again. Mm-hmm. Mr. Six Years 120 said he would have taken less to play for the Cowboys. But not that much less. But not that much <laughs> less because uh, reportedly he was offered what they offered Brandy Gregory, mm-hmm. which was five years 70, mm-hmm. not 6 120. Hey, I'm taking 6 120. <laughs> is, is Von trying to garner sympathy or. I, I don't know. Justify his his decision to go to Buffalo. Like, bro, what's that, going on? Because I don't know why he's even saying anything, bro. You exactly. Got, uh, you're a two-time Super Bowl champ. Why are you even saying anything? I don't understand the whole whole concept of what he's trying to put out there, except for, you know, trying to put Cowboys fans down. Like, that's literally the only thing I can imagine he's doing. I, I don't understand the thought process behind his comment. Yeah, I don't. I truly don't get it either. How much less are you willing to take? Because they offered less. You just didn't want that less. Yeah, maybe he probably want. He probably wanted a hundred. <laughs> six years, one hundred. Yeah. I mean, I would. I want six years, a hundred too. Yeah. <laughs> I go play in the NFL in my current state for six years if you're paying me a hundred million. <laughs> Oh, man, I just, is he trying to set something up for his post-career, being from the Dallas area to where he can do things around the city? And so he's like, If he "Ah, is, don't be talking bad about us, man. Like, (laughs) that don't make sense. I'm just trying to understand the thought process of, like, this is why I didn't sign because they didn't want me, not because I didn't want you. (laughs) We obviously did want him, but also, like, the contract he got was ridiculous. Nobody saw that coming. Yeah. I thought five years, 70, like, that's a, I would have thought that's a lot for, for an old dude. Yeah. <laughs> Are you even going to play five more years, man? Like, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like he's just trying to put salt in the wound. He is. Point. That's exactly what he was doing. Like. He's just butt hurt because he wanted to come here, but we were realistic about the contract we were giving him. Speaking of salt in the wound, the NBA season's coming to an end, and I know that's just a little bit of salt it's in sad. the wound of Jack Thompson. It's all right, I got I got TBT coming right up right up my alley to you got carry TBT me through the coming, summer. But we've also got the summer league going on right now. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't look like the exact kind of basketball that we're used to it's, seeing yeah. on a daily basis. Yeah, Jack's is... gonna break down what we need to be watching for when we're watching Summer League games and who to be paying attention to on the Spurs roster. That's all coming up here on the Saturday Morning Hangover on San Antonio Sports Star, 94.1 FM and AM 1250. San Antonio Sports Star on the go. Get the latest news, podcast, and more at sasportstar.com. Welcome back into the Saturday Morning Hangover here on San Antonio Sports Star, 94.1 FM and AM 1250. I'm James Pledger. I'm joined by Jack Thompson, my birthday guy. Yes, sir. Jack, I know it's coming close to an end, and it's sad. It is sad. The hoop season will leave us. Mm-hmm. It's all right. Football's right around the corner. About four months? Four months, yeah. Training camps get started late October, mm-hmm. right about the midway point of the NBA season mm-hmm. or the NFL season. Yeah, yeah. But 
we get to enjoy summer league for the week. Yeah. And it's a different brand of basketball than we're used to watching during the regular season. Oh, yes. There's a lot less sets, a lot mm-hmm. less of everything else that you're really would see during a normal NBA yeah. season, and it looks almost more like a pickup or AAU game. Yeah, you get – I mean, I would. it's even – it's closer to pickup than AAU, at least this brand of AAU that we play. Mm-hmm. But you get a week's worth of practice. You're just kind of getting your feet wet, getting to know the guys you're around. And uh, a lot of these guys have never played with each other. They don't know each other. They don't know each other's games and tendencies. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of iso ball, a lot of trying to get your own. And you you see, it's noticeable to see the guys that can actually hoop out there and you know can carve out a name for themselves in the league. Mm-hmm. And I think we've got three of those guys on our on our team for sure. I mean, what I saw from Blake Wesley, he looked phenomenal in that mm-hmm. first game. Super slithery around the basket, really athletic. His three ball looked a lot better than I thought it already did, so that's very intriguing. Primo looks to have taken that step. He looks bigger, stronger, faster, he more was, decisive. Yeah, making yeah, he was very decisive in what he was doing. He was doing things with a purpose. He was getting guys open, finding the open guys in the corners. Mm-hmm. Um, Malachi, he plays like a vet already. Do very you feel better uh, about Josh Primo as the potential starting point guard for this team as we move forward now that DeJounte has been traded and there's a vacancy at that yeah. position, if you will? Yeah, I think Primo could come in and have a pretty solid year. I mean, he's got all the tools. He's just super young. It's just going to take some time. Just be patient with him because mm-hmm. it's not going to come all at once. I mean, when DeJounte first started, it nope. He looked as he looked a lot like Primo, to be honest. So it's gonna come. Just give him some time. He twenty and five last night. I mean, that's really good. That probably translates to more like thirteen and you know maybe five. Probably more assists because those guys were he was getting a lot of guys open and they just weren't hitting shots. Yeah. But um, Malachi looked really good. Knows where to where to get to his knows how and where to get to his spots. Got it's a savvy score. Yeah, he plays like a a, a much older player mm-hmm. for sure than a, a nineteen year old. And um, yeah, I think we've got a lot of good young talent on this team. Uh, keep an eye on Darius Days. That's a guy that I think could def- carve out a role in the NBA, if not with the Spurs and someone else. Mm-hmm. Six seven six eight, super physical and athletic guy. Got a little bit of a jumper, great rebounder, and a good defender. Jordan Hall too. I think he could make some noise somewhere in the league if it's not with the Spurs. Six eight shooter, excellent vision on the court. So uh, yeah, we've got a, a good young squad out there in Vegas. And uh, last night, I mean, we definitely could have won. It's just we started off so slow and flat, and the Cavs were also hitting everything. They were they were everybody on that team was making shots. Mm-hmm. So don't be discouraged. It's a lot of time for these young guys. I mean, they're all they're all nineteen. All of them are nineteen, yes. which is insane. They're all teenagers, so be patient with them. It's a lot, a lot of upside with all three of these guys, and I think you know we're are in the 
makings of a very good young core for the San Antonio Spurs. So what are you looking for gameplay-wise? I, I know the players were kind of looking out, mm-hmm. but what are you looking for gameplay-wise? Like, what should Spurs fans be paying attention to as they watch Summer League unfold? Like, yes, we're watching Primo. Yes, we're watching Blake mm-hmm. Wesley. Yes, we're paying attention to Malachi Branham. Mm-hmm. But what should we be paying attention to that they're doing? Well, definitely, like I keyed in on, uh, Primo's decision making mm-hmm. has taken a big step. So definitely keep an eye on what he's doing. Is he dribbling and attacking with a purpose? Is it to get his own shot? Is it to get other people open? When does he know, like, when to shoot, when to pass, stuff like that? Does he know when to take over? Mm hmm. Uh, Blake Wesley, I mean, dude showed out big time so Mm -hmm. i want to continue to see if he can keep up this level of you know scoring prowess and he also had five assists so Mm -hmm. i look for him to be that you know that combo guard to either be the scorer or if primo's not in if he can you know take over the one and uh i look for at his decision making as well and is he doing things i always tell our guys you everything you do on the court has to be with a purpose. You cannot waste your time, your space, your dribble, all that stuff. Everything you you got to know what you're going to do when you're in the midst of doing it. So look for him to continue to attack the basket. He's very slithery going downhill. Really good at finishing acrobatic layups around the rim. And then Malachi, he, he plays like an old soul, honestly, like he knows where his spots are and when to shoot, when not to shoot. So I want to see him be a little bit more aggressive. He plays, I don't want to say he plays timid, but he plays at such a controlled pace that it may come off like that. Mm-hmm. So I want to see him kind of, you know, bust out of his shell a little bit and, you know, attack, try and dunk on someone, stuff like that. Just be hyper aggressive. And, you know, that's really it. Just a baby steps you want for to these see guys. Him be more assertive. Yeah, on the more assertive. Side. Yeah. Definitely. And, uh, I mean, defensively, all three of those guys need work mm-hmm. defensively. So I want to see them, you know, take pride in what they're doing on the defensive end and, you know, lock up who's ever in front of them and, you know, make them uncomfortable every time they touch the ball. That's another thing I always preach is you never let the offense get comfortable. So mm-hmm. always I want to see them get up in people's grill. You know, like last night, they were doubling Primo, you know, every time or every other time he got the ball. So. I want to see just aggressiveness on both sides from all three of those guys, just to break it down shortly. He is Jack Thompson. You can follow him on Twitter at Jack underscore Thompson 33. I am at I am Pledger. What are some of the other teams you've been looking or, or impressed with so far in the summer league? What kind of players? Uh, I The Jazz, Jared Butler, the former Baylor point mm-hmm. guard. He's looked really good. Uh, Paolo looked phenomenal. Um, Jaden Hardy looked phenomenal for the Mavs. Jaden Hardy did look really good. Chet looked super legit. Mm-hmm. Josh Giddy, why are you playing in the summer league? <laughs> right? <laughs> I you're saw so, him playing. I was like, okay. You're, so, you're way too good for this already. He had a triple-double. <laughs> They want that new Summer League bling. <laughs> he had a triple-double in Summer League, which is insane. Um, who else has looked good? 
Keegan Murray's looked really Keegan good. Keegan Murray at this point. looked very comfortable for sure. He's going to be a good And that pro. was both in the in the California Summer League mm-hmm. and so far in Los Angeles. Oh, and, and Jaden Ivey. Man, he's going to be so special with this space in the NBA. You well, cannot it's the keep space, him in front. But it's the space that also having Cade Cunningham They're, as a backcourt. Oh, mate. my God. That's such a good backcourt. That's going to be the best backcourt in the league in five years, like easily. So, yeah, I mean, there's been a lot of guys who who have been showing out for sure. It's fun. If you haven't watched any Summer League, it's fun to watch. You get to see these young guys getting their feet wet in the NBA. And uh, a lot of the names that you know or saw get drafted early have been producing really well. Mm -hmm. The only one who has not lived up really to his first – his initial expectations is uh, Jabari Smith looked a little flat in that first game. Only had 10 mm-hmm. points, but he had Josh Christopher pounding the air out of the ball the yeah, whole game. <laughs> so, And that's, you know, Christopher's there to make a name for himself, too. And yeah. he did find himself a role with that Rockets team mm-hmm. last year. Yeah, uh, Jabari, I know offensively he's got a ways to come, mm-hmm. and he's basically just going to be a floor spacer. Yeah, in his first season in Houston, mm-hmm. not so much rookie of the year contender. I think, yeah. but more so, he's get he shoots a high clip from behind the arc. Yeah. He's got a natural shot from behind the arc, so mm-hmm. you're gonna see him be that floor spacer. Yeah, but mainly why they brought him in is they want him to be able to defend. Yeah, that, that's his job and his role with this mm-hmm. Rockets team. Mm-hmm. You are going to be the defender of this group. You're going to bring that mentality that you didn't see from Houston last year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everybody thought... Uh, Him and Tyreek uh, Eason. Tyreek Eason looked good. He looked real good. I think, honestly, I think he is going to be the tone setter on defense. Mm-hmm. Jabari will be a good defensive anchor, but I think you can put you putting Tari on the best player every night. Six eight, super strong. He mm-hmm. had like fifteen and fourteen. So yeah, Tari looked really good. Actually, I was impressed with his game. He's because of his willingness to defend mm-hmm. and the high level at which he defends. Yeah, it's gonna make his transition to the to the NBA a little bit easier. Oh yeah, definitely. Because because even he's if, also not gonna be asked to do a lot offensively. Yeah, and even if like you. Like what I said, you see Jabari in there, and he has a flat offensive game, and you're like, oh, he had a bad game. If Tari Eason comes out, he could have a bad offensive game, but he could hold his opponent to a, as bad a game. Mm-hmm. So he's I, that's a great pickup. And they're starting to, you know, you've got Michael Porter Jr., you've got uh, Alperin Shingoon, you've got... Jalen Green, you've mm-hmm. got those offensive components. Mm-hmm. Now you're starting to see them l- layer in those defensive components. Yeah. When you talk about Easton, you talk about Jabari mm-hmm. Smith, you talk about Jay Sean Tate, mm-hmm. and the way they're going to be able to switch things too because of the length and yeah. their ability to defend mm-hmm. so many positions along the perim- perimeter and switch everything because Jabari's going to make it less of a liability to have Shingun on the floor. Yeah. Definitely. He is Jack Thompson. You can follow him on Twitter at Jack underscore Thompson 33. I am at I am Pledger. You're locked into the Saturday morning hangover here on San Antonio Sports Star. The new 94.1 FM and AM 1250. When we come back, Jack and I are going to put a bow on the show and get him ready for his 
birthday shenanigans as he's going to be... Uh, That's right, take a fat nap. Fat nap. Just as long as you don't fall asleep in the actual pool. <laughs> <laughs> he is Jack Thompson. I'm James Pledger. Hang with us. We're going to put a ball on the show coming up next. It's Keyshawn Johnson. Jay will Max, and I get you through the break lights weekday mornings at 5 on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 12.50. Welcome back into the Saturday Morning Hangover. Just a few minutes to go before we get you to 9 o'clock. Get your weekend started right. Thanks for choosing us. We are your hangover without the headache. The Saturday Morning Hangover. He's Jack Thompson. I'm James Pledger. Jack. We were talking during the break, and it's the Golden State Warriors came up, who was the Spurs' next opponent on mm-hmm. Sunday. It's not fair. It's not. <laughs> it's not fair, knowing that that is a championship team, mm-hmm. and they didn't even use Moses Moody last year, mm-hmm. who dropped thirty four. Or James Wiseman, who was the number two overall pick. Or even Jonathan Kaminga, really, for that fact. Yeah. And then we were talking about Patrick Baldwin, who was thought to be a potential top ten pick coming into the season. And he's just got time to develop. They're just... They can bring him along as slowly as they want. There's nothing being asked of Patrick Ball. No, which is literally perfect for him. I mean, this is a team that's got all those pieces. They brought back Kayvon Looney. Mm -hmm. They brought uh, over a Dante DiVincenzo, which is a solid signing. Yeah. Actually. Oh, yeah. It is. It's very, yeah. It's really solid. And to think they have a couple of lottery picks in Kaminga and Moody who Moody just went off for 34. And this freak of an athlete at center and James Wiseman, who could be making his debut this year. I'm just shook with the amount of talent that is on this team. And then you mentioned the Baldwin thing. I was like, I completely forgot about that. Yeah. It's ridiculous, (laughs) man. It's truly ridiculous. How how long I have no words for can this. this team <laughs> be relevant? Well, I mean, it's gonna fall off drastically once they once Steph retires. Sure. But I mean, between pool mood I mean, just think about you remove you go you know, ten year eight years in the future, whatever it is. Yeah. You got pool, moody. Kaminga, Baldwin, and Wiseman? That sounds like an elite five. <laughs> I, It does. It does. It does. And it, I guess the it's going to be, can they keep this team together? Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. That's going to be the main juxtaposition that we do with them is, can they keep all this talent? Can they retain a Jordan Poole when he yeah. comes up. Can they maintain a Kaminga and a Moody when their rookie deals actually expire, or a Wiseman even? But the good news for them is, I mean, what's Wiseman really worth right now? He hasn't shown anything. They just won a championship without him. So, 
Also, tonight, I don't know, you might want to make your way uh, or bring the TV outside near the pool or something. Mm-hmm. Going to have some Rockets Thunder action tonight at 7 o'clock that's, on ESPN2. That's nice. Jabari and Chet. Jabari and Chet. Giddy. Giddy and Chris and Josh. I mean, that's going to be a legit mm-hmm. game to watch. Tonight. Oh, yeah. Who else from the Rockets is team on their last league? year is on this on their roster? Uh, Usman Gabura. Usman, yeah. Um, Sangoon isn't playing summer league. No, he probably could have played in the summer league. Him and him and Porter and Green. Well, are yeah, Porter. Out. Nah, Green does not need to be out there. But Sangoon still needs a lot of work. He could have been out there. It's not like he was just out there flat dominating in the NBA. So. Sure. I mean, there's a lot to be said about that, but he is probably the most skilled of all of their rookies in terms of offensive efficiency because of playing overseas. Mm -hmm. You thirsty? Tired. Power nap, then drinks? Yeah. (laughs) He is Jack Thompson. He's the birthday boy. Follow him on Twitter at Jack underscore Thompson 33. Venmo him, cash app him, whatever you got to do. Make his birthday a memorable one. I'm James Pledger. This has been the San, uh, the Saturday Morning Hangover right here on San Antonio Sports Star, the all-new 94.1 FM, AM 1250. And, of course, as always, we are on the go at sasportstar.com.